welcome everybody to this edition of Coffee with Jim and James. James, I was shocked. Oh, he spent, I feel like you spent six to eight minutes on that joke. That was 30 seconds. We'll get into that a little bit, but I was so happy that we were getting together this morning with our good friend Tiffany. We got to meet Tiffany at SGA a few months back, and then I ran into her and her chief operating officer, I believe that's the title, Linda, in New Orleans at AGA, and I found out that we're going to be in California next month at AGA. So actually, this is wonderful, all of us getting together today. Uh, before we bring Tiffany in, James, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Great to be amongst friends. It's great to see Tiffany uh, again. It has been a little bit longer for, for myself and Tiffany, I think, since SGA uh, when we first met. But welcome to the show, Tiffany. How are you? Thank you. I'm great today. Great. Awesome. Summer dwindling away, but I know. In the pre-show, we were we were all. De- I don't know. Were we happy or sad that some? I will tell you. In Texas, I'm happy. Summer is exiting. <laughs> Fall is is fantastic here, but summer has been hot. Yeah. But it it is sad to bring summer to a close. But uh, and I. It seems like, I'm not sure when this one's going to air, but it sounds like you and Jimmy were going to be at another event soon together. So I'll miss that one too. And y'all, I'm sure y'all will talk about me. We're going to be at the uh, AGA committee meetings out in Anaheim, which is a a wonderful event. It really, when you talk about bringing industry professionals, energy industry professionals together and the collaboration and the sharing of ideas, I am absolutely excited for that. And they're not little committees. When I say committees, they're generally two-day sessions, you know, seven in the morning till five at night. So they're heavy duty. So go ahead, James. I was just going to say, I'm going to miss that one. I got invited to speak right at the last minute, wasn't able to make it, but um, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully getting out to the rest of the events and, and getting the rub elbows again with Tiffany soon. Yeah. Well, Tiffany, before... Uh, we dive into this this series, and, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But Tiffany, I, we always ask people when they come on to kind of give us their origin stories because everybody's is different, right? There's those crossroads in life and those different paths that we take that, that lead us here, and I think each one is so interesting. Um, so we want to hear yours and, and the story of Shock T as well. Well, thanks, you guys. And it's great to see you again. And I look forward to seeing you in person soon. Um, uh, If anyone would have told me I'd be lucky enough to have an engineering firm with close to 50 employees, I would have never believed it could happen. Uh, Shakti's been in business for about four years. So a little over four years ago, Linda and I were working together at another engineering firm and recognized this need out there. Um, for diverse-owned businesses, highly qualified diverse-owned businesses, and uh, it's really not any more exciting than um, we should fill this gap. We have the skills. There's a need out there, and we should fill this gap. So as time went on and we started planning, we realized not only was there a need for a highly qualified diverse-owned business, but also this need for a business that really puts employees first. We're both moms raising kids, and we needed to find a way in life to integrate work and life together. And so Shakti was born and born with this very interesting um, model of reporting, which is work from anywhere, literally 
anywhere in the world um, and work when you're at your best. So it's been really excited to be so employee focused and we see that translate to the service we offer to our clients, the quality, the just passion for the work that our staff is doing. It's just, it's been an incredible ride and we're really thankful for it. And Tiffany, I think that's where we, oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy, but I, I think that's where we originally kind of synergized when we were at SGA, you sat down with us and, and came on for two or three minutes and we talked about culture. I think you were as fascinated as I was. I think you, uh, with, with my role and what, what we had done at Energy Worldnet as well. And so we just, you know, back and forth and back and forth. And I remember you saying, and actually I, I wrote it down a lot poor uh, paraphrase version, but um, work where you're at your best when you're at your best, right? And that's that's where the invitation came to join this series, and, and I'll catch everybody up, so just in case you haven't been around for everything, but we started a series based around culture and kickstarting a culture because um, you know as well as I do, Tiffany, that culture's out there cooking and working right now, whether we're curating it or not that's kind of how it works and so you can get involved or you cannot but culture's still going to be there and so what we're trying to do is activate folks around um how to get started you know and 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 what to do and where to lean in and some of those i don't want to say low-hanging fruit because it's all fruit but you know where can we go to work and when i told you about this concept you said, I'm in, I'd love to talk about it. And I have the perfect one. And that one is getting started. So I want to talk about that with, with you. And I know Jimmy is excited about this one because this is, this is very at home for us. Uh, these, these topics obviously coming from energy world net, but we love seeing a perspective from another company that's leaning in the same way. So I want to start with you and, and y'all's culture at Shakti, and tell folks what are some of the hardest parts about getting started? Taking that first step, right? You have all these ideas and things you want to do, but fear is always out there. Fear of failure, fear that you're not going to do it quite right. And so as engineers, we want to plan and we want everything to be planned out line by line. And maybe there's some of us that aren't that way, but I think the greater amount are. Um, and so you can just be in the cycle of planning forever and ever, but eventually you have to just decide that something is better than nothing. Imperfect is better than nothing and make that leap and stay open to pivot and open to change um, and just implement, implement, see where it goes, see what sticks, pivot and move until you get to perfection. And we're far from perfect. I, you know, none of us is perfect. None of our cultures are perfect, but we're always looking at what can we do differently to make it better every day. So just start. This is an important thing. And I just wanted, this is where I got energized when we were at SGA and you said that four years ago, when you folks started the company and had this vision for your employees working in the best way that they can in the best environment, again, for the last two years during COVID, a lot of us have been in the industry, have gone to a remote. And at first it was hard. I mean, it took a long time. 
but again, I remember, you know, we were sitting there and I looked over you. I'm like, you started this four years ago, well before that, taking this initiative. And you, and, and again, it's interesting to hear you say that it was a little, I don't want to paraphrase, but a little scary just to, mm -hmm. to take that first part. I mean, did, did, did any of those fears come true or did you, or did your thought process hold true at that, at that initial part? Well, first of all, when COVID hit, we were so thankful we stood our ground and, and figured it all out ahead of time, right? There were a lot of naysayers early on when we would talk about this platform and they would say, oh, people aren't going to think you're a legitimate business. You have to have people in an office. You'll never be able to train. And so not only is it your own doubts, right, but the doubts of everybody around you because they've never seen it done. Yes, it's not how we do business, right? I mean, right. We, we do business where we're comfortable. And for years, that's how we were comfortable. Absolutely. We're conservative, um, a, a very conservative industry. But yeah, sometimes maybe those fears do come true, but not at the level that you think, right? So maybe there's a hiccup and you have to react um, and pivot. But honestly, I, I just can't think of anything that's happened that would make us do anything differently. That sounds very brave, right, Jim? We, we have a campaign currently called Be Brave, and it, it's, it's really about having hard conversations, stepping out, you know, when you know it maybe isn't the easy route or the the most common route, right? And and this sounds very much along that vein. Uh, I always think about it, Tiffany. Uh, my wife will laugh when she hears this if she ever watches it. Um, is you know when when we were talking about having children, you know, and I was very much you know kind of the engineer mindset um, at the time. I was a, a programmer, so you know I was very uh, analytical. And I'm like, well, we can be better prepared. I mean, we can always be better prepared, right? But but that's not what we're saying. We're saying, are you ready, right? And can you ever be truly ready? You're probably ready, right? I mean, you can find a million ways to postpone it and prepare a little bit more. But honestly, you know how preparing works. At some point, you got to start preparing the stuff that you have started with. You know, if you're, if you're in a cycle and you're already having to go back and update things within your plan, you're probably waited a little bit too long. Yeah time to start. Absolutely. Get started. Uh, I like something that you said about mistakes and that, you know, we, we're not perfect. We're imperfect beings where our projects are imperfect. That's why we have project managers and project plans. God bless them. Um, but I love building into the culture that it's, you know, it's almost uh, hate the sin, not the sinner, you know, hate the, you know, hate the action, not, not, you know, the producer. And so living by that and living in that lessons learned environment to where when we do make those mistakes or we have to pivot, circling back around and building a culture, culture which a lot of our, our people are used to, safety culture and mm -hmm. continual improvement, plan, do, check, act. Those things are so important. How have y'all implemented and kind of changed the culture of, of not mistakes, but lessons learned? Right. I think the first step is making mistakes to be okay, right? Acceptable. Normalizing it. Yeah. 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 Every day. That's how we learn best is through yeah. mistakes. And really the more critical the mistake, the harder the lesson uh, for you personally, and sometimes also for the company 
But I feel like we're in a culture these days where there's so much competition and such a drive to perfection that we're not allowed to make mistakes. And so we're missing out on a lot of really valuable lessons. Uh, We have the discussions with our project managers. Listen, mistakes happen. Use it as a learning tool. Circle back. Talk about what what could have been done differently and pivot in that way. Let me, uh, let me ask you a question in, in regards to that, because it's very hard for a person, let's say I make a mistake. Heck, I'll, I'll go back to when we started Coffee with Jim and James. I mean, it was two years ago. James had this idea that we're going to do a podcast. And I'm like, what is a podcast? He's like, That's I, thought, I thought you were going back two years to find mistakes that we made in the show. I was going to say, I can oh. go back to last week and find some mistakes if that's what we're hunting for. Well, we, we made a lot of mistakes. And I think the part that hit me, though, when I look back on that, is that James and I had some very open dialogue. We could have done this better. We could have done that. And we shared that as opposed to me just sitting here saying, oh, I should have done the intro differently or the outro differently or whatever. And, and we, we, there was so many funny things and so many great conversations because we were open about it. And I think it was safe. I think at that time, if we had to go in front of the ELT at uh, Energy World Net and share that, I would have been like, no, James, we can't bring this up. Yeah, no, we need to polish it for another six to eight weeks. All <laughs> right. right? I mean, uh, man, there's some funny stuff in there, Tiffany. And one of the first ones, it might have been the first real episode with a guest. Jim did an outro, I swear, for four minutes. He thanked his family, (laughs) his forefathers, uh, you know, YouTube, the inventors of YouTube. Be sure to like, share every Twitter, things we didn't even have. He's like, we're on WhatsApp. He, he didn't know what we were. We were a vlog or a video. It was so funny. We got to get that. Up. We have to show that again. Just that outtake. It literally, it was four or five minutes. I'm and we kidding. both were so bad. We would belabor stuff and everything was just so rigid, you know, but we started. And you know what? You know what happens when you start, Tiffany? People tell you what they want. Right. <laughs> it, and you know what happens when you don't start? people tell you what they want so like if you can get moving and then they'll they'll let you know pretty pretty short order usually what they don't like and like that's how life works i agree and don't you think people appreciate mistakes right so if i was watching your um vlog and everything was so finely tuned and perfect. And I'm not saying it's not because it's incredible. Obviously, yes. But if it was so perfect, I wouldn't come on here because I'd be so worried about making mistakes and being imperfect. So imperfect allows you to open up and engage everybody. What's that what's that saying? Perfectly imperfect. And I think and and, and you and you're right. And, and people give us comments about that. That it's like we're hanging out at a trade show just catching up. And, um, you know, it gets back to it. I just want to finish that thought. I'm really happy that you guys share, like a lot of us try to share our mistakes to teach others. So let them not teach, but uh, explain to them, because I I don't want to make the same mistakes somebody else does. If I can learn from them and they're brave enough to open up. And a lot of times I'm like, wow, I give them a lot of credit and respect because they say, you know what? I kind of goofed up the other day and I did this, this and this, and this was the results. Had I done this, 
we would have been different. And, you know, we can learn from that. And that's a great thing. I mean, that's, that, that doesn't make them look like make me look down on them. Just the opposite. I put them up here for being brave like that. And, you know, and I'll, share- I'll tell you what, I'll go a step further and say, I am vulnerable enough to stand in front of a group of leaders or em- employees and say, look, I've been at a place in my career where I've done a great job of hiding mistakes. Like I am a marketer. Are you kidding me? Like I, I was a marketer for years. I can pull vanity stats out of anything in there. I promise you, I can make it, everything look good. I'm a spin zone master. Um, but that doesn't translate very good in projects, you know, and it doesn't translate very good for people when you go, yeah, but let me tell you this fantastic stat. Like um, I can go in front of them and say, I know how weird it feels because I've been there. Um, Let's normalize it, right? Let's talk about how we don't run into this again. And again, hate the sin, not the sinner kind of thing. Brene Brown says if you're brave enough, often enough, that we'll fail, right? We're going to fail. Now, how do we launch out of that? Um, and I think our industry can can latch onto this because it's so comfortable, so normal feeling um, for those that are familiar with um Pipeline safety, you know, SMS, QMS, those types of principles. It's continuous improvement. That's really what it's about. Am I right, Tiffany? Absolutely. And I think it's focusing on what's critical and what's not critical. There's critical mistakes that we absolutely cannot make. But understanding the difference is what's so important. Does everything require a major response or can we take those small mistakes and learn from them and focus on the critical mistakes? It's almost like if everything's an emergency, is anything an emergency anymore, right? right? If we're running around and and not able to do that. Um, Tiffany, we could talk about culture all day, you know, that's kind of how this thing works. But we do give everybody the floor before we wrap things up. And I do want to give you the same. Uh, Whether we're in this uh, Kickstart Your Culture series or not, I'll let you frame it whatever which way you want. But we always ask people if there's anything you could leave people with. One of our big things is giving it all away, right? We can't take it with us. Is there any tips, any wherever your heart's at this morning, what would you like to leave everybody with? Right. Well, I just want to say, don't be afraid to start. Don't be afraid to take that leap, whatever it may be. It could be work-related. It could be personal-related. You're going to figure it out as you go, but you have to start, and you have to take that leap and be brave and just do it, in the words of Nike. Wow. She hit two slogans, too. Be brave. (laughs) She's such a professional. She's done her homework. I have a quick question. We didn't hit on it. Shakti, can you tell the audience where that name came from? Because it is so unusual and it's one you never forget. I'll say that. Right, right. Thank you. I, I, I'm i glad you asked because this is a story that we love to tell. Oh, this uh, is a garage the- story. We love these. Oh. Come on, yeah. unpack yeah. it. Uh, one of the hardest things, if you can imagine, when we started the business was choosing a name. Yep. And uh, Linda and I belabored over it for a long time. So we actually did an online competition and we put information out there about our company and asked for ideas for a name. 
and one person submitted Shakti to us, and it's not a name we would have ever considered, but she gave us the meaning of Shakti. So Shakti spelled a little bit differently was the goddess of energy. Oh, Shakti is the goddess of energy. But the slam dunk is that the direct translation to English means strength. So we consider ourselves the strong goddesses of energy. Wow. That is a great story. Man, we snuck it in. Jimmy, you're such a professional. See, continuous improvement. We totally missed that. Went back and fixed it in the same show. Well, I wanted wanted to know, and I know our audience, because it's I love it. What a story. Yeah. Well, Tiffany, your uh, leadership within that group also in the industry and and the kind of walls and barriers you're breaking down in the way we do business is inspiring. Thank you for joining the show. It's fantastic to get to spend some time with you. Absolutely. Thanks to you both. It's It's been a great friendship. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that our paths cross and looking forward to many years of friendship ahead. And I bet if you have questions about culture or about how Shakti can help you, uh, Tiffany will be in touch. Messenger. Yep. Absolutely, right? Thanks, Tiffany. Everybody have a great day. Thanks.